the most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America, one voice, united we stand. Why do you have any belief that you stand a chance to win this nomination, let alone the presidency? Most of the people that are in elective office in Washington, D.C. have held public office before. How's that working for you? Herman Cain, Solutions for a Better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us, because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts and set the record straight because we want you to be a part of helping to make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. All right. The Pope and the boycott of the Pope. Yeah, we've already got one uh, member of of Congress, actually a Catholic himself, a Republican named Paul Gosar, who has said he's not going to show up for the Thursday speech by the Pope to uh, the Congress. One little nerdy thing here, Herman, if you hear anybody refer to this as a speech to a joint session of Congress, that is incorrect. It will be a speech to what we call a joint meeting of Congress. There is a technical difference, but the, there's your legislative nerd tip of the day for this week. Uh, <laughs> now, Pope, wait, wait, wait. So... If it's a session, they might do real business. Do real business. Since yeah. it's a meeting. Yeah, it's just sort of a it's joint just gathering. Sort of ceremonial is just a gathering. That's what they do for it. foreign leaders. They get okay. to speak to joint meetings of the Congress. A joint session uh, covers the State of the Union and also when they uh, the count, like the electoral votes and things like that. So yes. there are real procedures in place for that. But this will be a joint meeting of the Congress this week. The Pope will get here on Tuesday. He'll be at the White House Wednesday and then at the Capitol on Thursday. It's the first time ever that a Pope will have addressed the Congress. And look, I think we have to expect there'll be some political buttons pushed this week by the Pope, whether he sees that or not. Uh, there will be some, for example, Paul Gosar, this Republican of Arizona, he is going to boycott the speech because he doesn't like the talk that the Pope may lecture lawmakers about climate change, among other things. I would assume that uh, the Pope might mention abortion. That could, uh, you know, put Democrats uh, in, in some heat. Uh, he could talk about other issues that could, uh, you know, put one party against the other. And, you know, even though everybody's talking about decorum, I would think that if the Pope mentions something that you like, he might you might see one side of the aisle standing and cheering and the other not. We'll just have to wait and see what happens on that. The other thing is, think about this, Herman. Think about when the president comes in to speak to Congress. You know, you've got all those members that line the aisle to shake hands and everything like that. Right. You're not supposed to touch the Pope. So oh. evidently, they're going to have members all along the aisle stationed there that know what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do. So watch that as the Pope comes in the chamber on Thursday. <laughs> so you're not supposed to touch the Pope. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> so you're going to have people stationed who know to just stand there, stand there and, and smile and smile. And yeah, just so we'll see in. if that works. I would assume somebody's going to reach out. It's sort of like with the Queen of England. You're not supposed to touch her unless, you know, she touches you. The same kind of thing. I always remember the Queen came here. Boy, I want to say this about like 1985, 86 or something like that. Yeah. And she went to visit a, I want to say it was like a, a, a low-income housing or something like that. And this big woman gave her a big bear hug. And, of course, everybody was just aghast. You know, you're not <laughs> supposed to touch the, the queen or something like that. So politically, uh, that's going to suck most of the oxygen yeah. out of D.C. this week. You know, here we are. 
what, nine days before the budget runs out, this yep. big fight over Planned Parenthood and more. Don't look for much to happen on that front this week. Uh, I think, you know, why do something about it now if you can wait to do it until right before the deadline next week? So yeah. there's no legislation on the schedule in either the House or the Senate right now about that. Uh, the, the House voted on Friday, as we were talking, in favor of that plan that would uh, block money for Planned Parenthood for the next year. I don't expect it to go anywhere in the Senate for right now. And then next week, we'll have to see what happens as to whether they just approve a stopgap budget on a very temporary basis to keep the government running or if we slide into a shutdown. But again, that'll be next week's story, not this week's. I don't normally make predictions yes. uh, going back to the issue with the Pope. What if he reaches out to shake somebody? That's a different hand? thing. Okay, yeah, that's a different thing. I, he's a man of the people. Yeah, he's it's demonstrated possible. that he's going to reach out, and are you going to just stand there and keep your hands in your pocket? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't but think we'll he's see. Do that. Now let's talk about something that bugs me. Okay, what bugs you today, Herman? All Kate? of the criticism that Trump has gotten because he didn't defend Obama, and Ben Carson is getting because he said he could not support a Muslim in the White House. You know, I don't think it's, uh, I mean, you know, to me, there's no big deal with somebody saying they couldn't support a Muslim. I think what was interesting was the reaction to him saying that uh, a, a Muslim or Islam was not okay under the U.S. Constitution. And I think some people might, you know, take uh, pains to uh, bring that up and, and to object to that. But look, uh, I, I, to me, it's an interesting time to have that come up with the Pope's arrival this week. Because it's really not that long ago in our history, 55 years ago, that John Kennedy was running for president. Yes. And there were people who said that Catholics could not right. be president and could not operate under yep. the Constitution. It's, in, in essence, sort of the same type of thing, really. Now, I got some, some listener notes this morning from people who said, um, no, 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 I'm a Christian and I accept Catholics. They're okay. But, you know, it wasn't that way so long ago. Uh, back in the 60s. When Kennedy was the nominee, he was only the second ever Catholic nominee of a major party. You've got to go back to 1928 and Al Smith for the Democrats, who was the first. It was a big deal in both I those elections. That. I remember I mean, that. There were people who actually, and to some of you out there, this might seem crazy, but there were people who actually accused both Al Smith and Kennedy of angling to become president, and then they would turn over the country, basically, to the Vatican. Okay, as crazy as that sort of sounds right now, I'm not saying that the two are the same, but to me it's sort of reminiscent in a sense of people looking at Islam and saying, no, 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 no follower of that religion could be ever, uh, ever become president. They may not ever become president. We've only had one Catholic ever be president. But I just uh, sort of, uh, to me, it touched on a very similar kind of vein that I thought was sort of interesting. I, would agree. I, I remember that. That's what came to mind this morning when I first started hearing all of the flack about that. But, you know, it also reminded me of how some people, some I didn't see any statistical data on this. They had a problem with Romney because he was a Mormon. Yeah, and same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. And there I'm were going, weird things that that, the, that people said the Mormon church would get in and he would do things. No. And, and look, I get, I don't think that, I think some people would vote for a Muslim nominee. But I, I think overall, for a variety of reasons, that don't really have to do with religion as much as violence and terrorism that have to do with other things. But, uh, you know, these kind of things, they're uh, theoretical in some ways, but they spark a lot of uh, a lot of discussion. And I don't think anybody should be surprised about that. Well, and one might actually help Carson in, in one way, I think. I uh, just predicted that with Shane to be. I said, watch, his numbers are going to go up. Because now, I think his numbers, if we look at the this to me, the, the most important poll to look at right now is the CNN poll, because they did right. a poll right before the debate and right after. So to me, that's. 
that's data to look at that you can eminently compare. And and we'll see later in the week if we get other numbers that say the same thing or maybe not. So it, trends, I think, are, again, the most important thing to look at. Both Trump and Ben Carson lost about a quarter of their support in the CNN poll. Trump's still in the lead. Carly Fiorina, a big jump, as a lot of people said. She got up to second just above Carson, margin of error stuff, but right there. But I thought what was interesting was Marco Rubio coming up above yeah. Jeb Bush into fourth in that CNN poll. I think he has quietly sort of stepped up and up in these two debates. And, you know, I think that's where he wants to be. If anybody out there is a horse player, uh, there's a lot of times that I, I like to play horses that stalk the field and then get around the top of the turn and, and accelerate and go past for a win. And, and Rubio right now reminds me of a stalker in the sense that he's just on the parked on the outside, couple lengths back, and he's looming there as a threat. And if he can get at the right point, he'll zoom by other people. I, I, I don't think he's one to be counted out at this point in time. He stayed away from all the Trump stuff. He stayed away from controversy for the most part, uh, other than aggravating Florida State football fans in his home state of Florida. <laughs> yes, but, uh, you know, that's, that's one to watch. Then the other story out of that CNN poll is just the absolute cratering of Walker. Scott Walker. Yeah. To go from in the lead two months ago to he was 5% in the pre-debate CNN poll, and then to less than 1%. I that think the Walker huge. people feel like that they got a, a raw deal out of the debate last week. I think I saw somebody say that he was only asked two direct questions in that debate. He did try to insert himself a couple of times and be more aggressive. Uh, but as we talked about last week quickly, the, the stories of vendors not being paid and things like that, it just uh, it's just a spate of bad press for Scott Walker. And, you know, Herman, once that bad press starts happening, it's very hard to turn that it's around. It's hard to turn it around. What do you think it what do you think it was that caused him to crater like that? I mean, I've seen where people would slowly move down. But good grief. He went from being the, near the first top. place down yes, to zero. Always, less than one percent. You know, I don't know. And here's the thing. He to me, his first debate, there was nothing wrong with what he did in that first debate in Cleveland. He was not assertive. He didn't get no. in there with Trump, but that's okay. A lot of people didn't do that. But you go back and listen to his answers. He seemed a little tentative, like it was almost a new stage for him. But again, he didn't say anything stupid. He didn't make a fool of himself. He didn't say anything outrageous. And so I don't know. I, I, I guess it was just sort of one of those things where maybe his support was paper thin. And the jump up then by Trump and others just suck the air out of his balloon and you know people are dating candidates right now as they like to say they're they're not yet engaged to them but they're dating them and he just got bypassed by a prettier uh, girl i guess more than anything else and but the problem is for him it's not like he dropped down like jeb bush say to seven eight nine percent walker's dropped all the way down to zero in this cnn poll less well, than one percent well i i think that you know you're right but as i as i reflect back on all of the candidates i think that the perception of a person's level of energy as trump calls it or it's a big deal is, is a real big deal yeah. it's bigger than a lot of people want to admit but let's face it a lot of people aren't exposed to these candidates but once every few weeks yep. when they have and you've got to take your yes. advantage in that debate now even if even if you don't want to be outlandish or something, that's fine. Everybody's got a game plan. But you must take advantage of that time before the camera. Whether you're you know, whether you've got a game plan to talk about your record, whether you've got a game plan to go after somebody else, you have got to utilize that because if you don't, you can see how important these two debates have been. Now, we can argue about whether or not that's right 
and whether we should put so much emphasis on that. But you know what? That's the way it's evolved. That's the reality. You get your chance through uh, for in front of those millions of people. You better take that chance. You can see how quickly. Uh, again, I go back to four years ago in the Tim Pawlenty example. He yes. had his chance to attack Romney. He 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 whiffed on it. He let the pitch go by. To quote Ernie Harwell, he stood there like the house on the side of the road, and he was gone a few weeks later. Right. Well, you know, Christie, he added a point to his because he came across a little bit more passionate, a little I bit think more so, engaged. Yeah. And I, I thought about if if you look at the people on the stage, Walker was answering questions like he was having a fireside chat. No, that's not a time to have a fireside chat. And I now there's still time to turn it around. Of course it is. But if he doesn't run out of money. That's right. Thanks, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. You're listening to The Herman Cain Show. Putting big government on alert with trusted solutions for a better America. He's honest, open, and just tells it like it is. Herman Cain. Coming up, rapid fire at 877-310-2100. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.